to the No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, an unfiltered look into the global vacation and short-term rental industry. I'm Mateo Bradford. And I'm John Stokinger. And this is our podcast. We bring the right people to the table at the right time, giving you an inside view and take on the short-term rental industry like no other podcast can. No BS Short-Term Rental Podcast, Season 1, Episode 4. Five now. We're, how's it going, Teo? Oh, man, fantastic. Just, you know, living the dream. Another great episode. Got a great guest today. Super excited. How are you, sir? I am great. I'm back in Sandessen after being down here for Verma. And I just flew back yesterday. I got meetings all day today. And then I go back home. So that's why you see this. Those that are watching on, uh, on uh, our YouTube channel, you can see that, you know, I am actually here on the beach in a dress shirt. You know, I'm a little weird. I'm a little but, disappointed that that's not the live beach show, John. Uh, this one, yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on it next time. I'm sorry. Well, t- today, speaking of Verma, and we are joined by an amazing guest, Michelle Williams, who is the GM, general manager at Atlantic Vacation Homes. And she also just happens to be a VRMA board member Thanks for joining us, Michelle. Good morning. I'm excited to be here. So um, just to add to my uh, already lengthy title, (laughs) so I I am the GM of Atlantic Vacation Homes in Gloucester, Massachusetts, as you said. Um, I'm on the VRMA board, and I'm the council chairperson for the VRHP, the Vacation Rental Housekeeping Professionals. So I cannot uh, leave VRHP out. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, she's leading the RHP. And I, I think we're underselling her a little bit, too, because she's like, she's like vacation rental royalty. Shout out to Carol and her brother Jonathan. Like, it's it's a legacy thing with her. And I would be remiss if I did not add how much she is valued on uh, the DNI committee, on the diversity subcommittee. She is a crucial component to that and is a great help to the work uh, that we're doing there. So well, definitely you. don't want to leave that part out. So super happy to have you. Thanks for coming on the show. We're excited. Excited to be here. All right, what you got for me? You got questions? You got <laughs> well, well, you know, I let, let's let's talk, talk about let we're just chatting. I mean, you know, the big thing that happened last week for our industry truly was we had a VRMA Connect, and it was for me, it was like mind opening. It was the bewildering. It was amazing because we all showed up in this location, and it's been over a year close to a year and a half since a lot of us have seen each other. We had over a hundred people in one room and no one was wearing a mask. And it was, and we were, we were, you know, a lot of things have happened in the world, but a lot of things had opened up and, and it was super amazing. Just take the mask out of it. It was just super amazing to be in, be in each other's company. And, and so I kind of want to get your thoughts on that as, as, you know, as we're coming together and, and how, how that felt to you and, and same to you, Mateo. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, it was definitely different <laughs> um, for me coming from Massachusetts uh, where it had been a little bit more restrictive and locked down. Um, you know, we're still trying to get the state opened up. And I think we had just heard yesterday from the governor that the state will be pretty much fully open. I believe at the end of this month, beginning of June, We've now heard that some events are going to be coming back uh, later in the summer and into the fall. So that is great. Um, so yeah, this was really the first real in-person event, real uh, you know in-person travel that a lot of us have done. Um, you know, the mask 
thing was a little weird. I'm personally vaccinated. So, you know, I'd already had, you know, two weeks past my second shot. So I felt okay. I think, um, you know, just again, on a personal level, I probably wouldn't have traveled for it if, uh, you know, I had not had that vaccination, but it was still a little disconcerting <laughs> to just see it coming from somewhere that, you know, everyone's wearing masks here. Um, you know, I have mine handy, I'm in my office. Um, so yeah, it was just, it was really different and the attitudes about it are different. And, you know, I, I guess that's okay. And people, you know, should feel comfortable to, you know, protect themselves as they need to. Um, and it's, you know, it is on the honor system of the, I think the CDC recommendation that had come out about uh, not wearing masks had actually come out, it was either that morning or the day before, I believe. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of, oh, we don't need to wear masks. And it's like, well, if you're vaccinated, that's the case. So it's not like an everybody, everybody, but I don't know how closely that gets interpreted. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, that was the mask thing. But aside from that, the, it, it was really great to see everybody and our industry really is like a family. So it was like a reunion, you know, hey, I haven't seen you, I haven't seen you, except for on Zoom. Um, finally, I uh, got to meet uh, Mateo, your business partner, Anthony, and did yeah, not realize yeah. how tall he was. I was like, oh, <laughs> 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 when you meet somebody on Zoom, right? You don't get that perspective. So, um, you know, it was that kind of thing. It was just great to see everybody. And we had our uh, VRMA board meeting the day before the Connect. So a lot of us had come into town. I had come in on you know Wednesday night. And, um, you know, that was also great to see people in person. We had one board member who uh, Zoomed in and was not able to attend in person, but everyone else was there and um, a handful of the BRMA staff were there. And then the rest uh, of the staff people that normally attend the board meetings were on Zoom as well. So we had kind of a combo meeting there in the hotel. But we realized that the last in-person board meeting, we usually do several a year, had been January 2020. So, uh, you know, that was a long time. So it was it was really nice to see everybody. No, I agree. Uh, I I think this this was the first in person event, right? Wasn't there that we well that I know? I think there was like something in Texas. Event. Yeah, this was yeah. like the first official event. It was great. It was great to see people. I think everyone was like, "Ah, oh, you want to hug? I'm vaccinated. Can we hug? Can we hug?" All right. I mean, because the, the 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 climate was respectful. Uh, I think the VRMA did a good job of of doing what it could to make people, you know, to to be able to deal with the spectrum of like how people felt. It was kind of you know they had the armbands for people who were you know the red, yellow, green, you know, for, to let people know you know whoever what they were. I honestly didn't see anybody wearing one, so I assume it was all green, <laughs> or at least the people that I saw. But you know, people were respectful. Um, you know, we were in a community with with others that were around there, so. You did see people wearing masks kind of outside when they were with other other people. And then you saw, I mean, but there wasn't a lot, let's be clear. Because uh, I, think, I think the attitude of everyone was just over it. Everybody was ready. Everybody was super you know, excited to be back. That atmosphere was really great to, to see and to be a part of. Everyone was, was clearly uh, ready to, to get back uh, to, to these in-person interactive events. And okay. I, I thought it was really, I thought it went well. It was a good time. It was really good to see people. I, thought, I think this is an important start um, to kind of what reopening looks like, right? The beginning conversations is like, well, what's our new normal going to be? And, you know, when are we going to get back? And I think this is the beginning of whatever that new normal is going to be and, and what that getting back looks like. So mm -hmm. felt great. 
Um, and I'm excited for the season. I just hope we're, uh, everything stays the same. You know, people continue to, you know, take proper precautions, especially those who aren't vaccinated. Hey, you know, I, I believe people have their choice to do what they want to, but, you know, those choices have repercussions. And, you know, we just hope that that doesn't, you know, make anything, you know, I, I just hope it doesn't have any adverse effects right down the line that, that cause, you know, kind of blowback. So, but I'm keeping it in the positive space. It was a wonderful time. It was great to see everybody and I'm looking forward to the next events. A couple, uh, a couple of observations I had early on that, that first day is you saw there was some, and, and again, to stay on the same mask and then we can step off of it. But the, the, a couple observations I had, there is a couple um, people that come from say California or some really strict in New England as well, but some more strict um, locations you know, leading up to this. And the, the one observation was there was a, a gentleman there and he wore his mask for the first, like every time I saw him walking past, he was wearing his mask, 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 mask. And then it was just like, he turned it off. He's like, you know what, I'm done with it. I, I feel, I, it's like he got past and over that comfort zone. And he's mm -hmm. like, I guess this is how it is. Um, another observation that I thought was, it was pretty amazing. I came, I was at the final, um, the uh, advocacy meeting, um, be home uh, two four seven. That you know, with with Steve Myler that last day, I was out there, and I was talking to a woman, and I she came up to me and she said, "You know, I I haven't like it was just like a switch switched for me. Like I had up to today, I'd never even thought about not wearing a mask, and then I just took it off, and then." I haven't thought about putting it back on. It was like an on off switch for her. And I thought that was interesting because it's, there's a, it's a big mental thing that's kind of been going on too with all of this yeah. and, and to, you know, uh, talking to a lot of people, you know, coming from the Pacific Northwest as well. And there's, there's people there that, you know, it's like they never even could imagine. And then we all got together and then it was like, Oh, we're just, we're the same people we've always been. And we're still, you know, we're being respectful to each other's space. Um, and it was fantastic. Um, that's my, my take on it. It, it was a, a sigh of relief overall. But I, I do want to talk, Michelle, about, um, I want to talk about, you know, talk about that board meeting and talk about, you know, how, you know, the day before you guys got together and, you know, you're hammering some stuff out like you normally do, but now you're in person, you're not in Zoom, um, minus that one person. I know who it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm going to give him crap. Um, the you know, where are, you know, how excited are you, you all for 2021 here in, in the future? You know, I know we got a Verma International coming up here. I know we have another uh, VRMA in Breck coming up next month. I mean, talk about where VRMA is going and, and, and what we're doing or, you know, and, and I say we're both Mateo or I are on different um, committees um, with VRMA as well. So I'm on uh, the membership committee. Uh, Mateo is on both the membership committee and he's the uh, co-chair of the DEI subcommittee of the membership committee. So we're all um, involved with VRMA um, day in and day out uh, throughout our months here. But talk to us about where we're going. Yeah, I mean, the one of the biggest things is just trying to get back into, uh, you know, not just our, our normal, but we want to come back better than ever, right? So how do we do that? Um, we in 2020 obviously had to spend a lot of time as a board making tough decisions around canceling meetings. Um, you know, we had a number of events canceled throughout the year. 
um, you know, we didn't have our international, we didn't have our European. We transitioned and have a lot of online events, which was great. Um, you know, we're trying to figure out how some of those, um, you know, online events or, you know, hybrid events that are some online, some, uh, you know, like doing live streaming at conferences, how does that work? Um, so we're trying to really look at that and say, what does that future look like? And also uh, there's a lot of different initiatives as you guys know that uh, we wanna make sure have a top priority. So for instance, the DNI committee that um, is for also for people who don't know because we're throwing out acronyms. So this is the <laughs> diversity <laughs> and inclusion uh, subcommittee which is a, a subcommittee of the membership committee. So really being able to um, look at our membership making sure that it's as inclusive as possible making sure we're reaching people in the industry that you know, should be in the VRMA. And then how do we get the next generation of vacation rental uh, folks as well? So I think there's gonna be some exciting things coming up. And the other piece uh, that uh, you guys probably know about, so we had an executive director who left, so we're in the process of a new executive director search. So that's a big piece too of the puzzle, obviously. And you know, really picking the right person is going to help us shape the next few years. So we're confident we will do it. But those are the big items right now that I can talk about. <laughs> I think, it, and personally, I'm looking forward to the international conference. Like, I think that's that's the big one. Um, and, and for the work we're doing uh, on the diversity committee um, and, and, and really trying to garner new blood and get people out there. But above and beyond that, getting the, everyone else back there. I think it's, it's perfectly timed, right? Like, you know, knocking on wood, I won't knock on wood for sound, but, uh, you know, making sure that, you know, all, all things are, are, are level, people are more comfortable by that time, things have leveled out, you know, we've, we've really gotten to a space where we can really, you know, rev the engines and get things going back again, I think that's going to be a great, great show. Um, and want, and really looking forward to, you know, making that as open as possible and, and seeing everybody there. Cause it was great here. I, I'm just imagining like, that was actually my last show in 2019. New Orleans was the last time I saw a lot of those people. Um, Cause I did, there was a couple of international shows after that, but then everything shut down. All right. We didn't get right. to have the RMA Europe uh, or the, the European show. Cause it, that's, that was struck in the heart of COVID. We just got stuck in Portugal. It wasn't very fun. But, you know, that, that's what I'm really excited about. I'm really looking forward to, not that the other events aren't going to be great. I think there's uh, Amy's event um, the, uh, in Charleston coming up in August. So it's like, there's, it's kind of like we get to ramp up to this and hopefully that's just going to be building up momentum and more and more people will feel comfortable, you know, hearing, hey, these events are a success. It's great to be back in person. Because, again, I think with the when you look at how people feel, there's no just broad, there's no general consensus. Like, and I think a lot of people feel kind of social pressure because certain certain groups are like, ah, oh, we just don't care anymore. And then people are like, oh, I'm going to wear my mask a little bit longer just because I'm not as comfortable. Or you know, maybe they have health reasons why they want to be a little more cautious. So it, it, that dynamic was was definitely kind of around, but it wasn't dominant. And I think most people did feel comfortable. And then the ones who didn't kind of manage themselves in a way that, you know, allowed them to to be comfortable. Because um, I haven't spoken with anyone that was just like, I can't believe this was like this. 
um, and uh, just just not ready. <laughs> you definitely got the other side of the people who are just like, hey, I've been ready. I'm ready. I don't care what's going on. I'm ready to be here. But you know, even looking at the broad spectrum of people that were there, I I think everything was done in a respectful way. Um, but I do think it is going to take time for like the broader public to really kind of embrace getting back together. Um, but you know, it takes time. That's and that will be with anything public concerts, games. You know, whatever we're doing in the space so yeah so and that's why this event was a good sort of litmus test and yeah. really gauging the appetite for being able to do these types of events again so my understanding was that this was actually a sold out event uh it was at mm -hmm. capacity about a couple hundred people were there and i believe it was 30 different uh sponsors 30 different vendors were there so uh that was fantastic and i think even of that 200 I had heard that it was only like 60 or 70 people that were actually from Florida. <laughs> a lot of yeah. people were coming in from other places um, and nearby, you know, but people were coming from the Gulf Shores area, from the Carolinas. It was a, sort of a swath of the Southeast. And then you had a handful of people like, you know, me from the Northeast, but uh, you know, it was, it was not just a Florida event, even though it was technically meant to be a Florida event because so many people were so excited, I think, to, you know, finally go do something and travel and, and, and see our people. It was, uh, you know, a lot of people came. And so I think that's a good indication for international, which is still several months away. That's at the beginning of October. So people have a little bit of time to kind of get ready. And, um, you know, we'll have a lot more vaccinations under the country's belt, I guess, <laughs> by then. So you know, one thing, Matteo, you're talking about the bracelets. So that was an interesting concept. And I agree that I, I didn't really see anybody <laughs> with bracelets on, but it was a nice idea. Um, you know, you could wear a red if you just didn't want to, you know, engage, uh, you know, overly with people. Green if you just didn't care. And then yellow was kind of like, I'm being cautious. I didn't see anybody wearing bracelets. But next to the bracelets, there was a table that had uh, different supplies. So there was Kleenex and little um, like travel size wipes and some little hand sanitizers and things. So, and that was nice that people could kind of grab those if they felt like they needed extra supplies in that regard. So I, I like there was a lot of it. That was a whole table full of all of those supplies and it was exactly. the big, the big hand sanitizers, the hand wipes, whatever you needed. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was definitely there. Um, yeah. So I imagine that would continue. Yeah, yeah it, it has to let's, let's talk about the, what VRMA as a value add, since we're, we're all here and you know, for those that are on the fence um, about VRMA and you know, what, what it, they would actually bring to, if you were either a vendor or a property manager in the space or someone that's just getting into the space, um, you know, Michelle, you've been with, how long, can I, can I ask how long you've been with VRMA? Uh, let's see. Well, I started working for Carol officially 20, I think. Okay. So that long. I mean, okay. Carol obviously was a member long before I was. So. Right. <laughs> I'm telling you, royalty, John. Like, no, no. We're going to start giving them titles. <laughs> we're going to start treating you guys like the royals of the industry. We're going to put a little tabloid together. We're going to start following you guys around. Hold on. We're going to get the royal treatment. Maybe, maybe we can get Matt Landau. It's Land a culture thing, right, John? It looks. Yeah. So that, it is. That's cool. There well, is. there are a lot of family businesses in this industry, so you know, sure. we're, we're just one. We're, we might be from the lesser nobility, I don't know. 
<laughs> oh, the most involved, I, you know, and still involved now. So, um, so what, I mean, but what are we going to go ahead is someone that's listening to our, our podcast that has, isn't really familiar with VRMA. Um, you know, what does membership uh, bring them? Where, where does it, you know, for those that are coming in, I, I mean, I just hear people that are newer to VRMA are talking about the initially coming into VRMA and how the camaraderie and, and just the bouncing ideas off each other and, and, and having not only, you know, coming together with a you know, bunch of like-minded people, but a professionally managed focus mm -hmm. on these like-minded people. You know, what is your, are your thoughts on, on what this brings and in, in how it professionalizes our community? Yeah, no, definitely. The, the networking and the education piece are so huge. And that's one of the things that I appreciated about the organization from the beginning, really being able to come in as a relative newcomer and learning from the best people in the industry. It's a very open industry. And for the most part, you know, if you're in the same market as somebody, you know, you may not want to share all your secrets. <laughs> but I have found that you know, for people in different markets, people have been really open and I've gone to other uh, companies in other parts of the country and visited and hung out in their offices and been able to kind of learn and say, oh, how do you do that? How do you do that? And that's helped immensely in our own business. And then we've been able to turn around and do the same for other people and, and teach what we know and share how we're doing things and what we've learned ourselves. So that piece alone is <laughs> worth the price of admission. And one of the other really strong benefits that's been happening over the last few years in particular is the advocacy piece. And what the VRMA is doing is really trying to protect our industry. One of the things that happened during COVID was that, you know, more than ever, different areas were trying to use COVID as a sort of backdoor way to impose much stronger regulations and restrictions on the vacation rental industry. So particularly in Florida, one of the things that happened was that the governor had shut down vacation rentals, you know, supposedly because of the risk of COVID, but didn't shut down hotels. So it wasn't lodging across the board, which in Massachusetts it was. They shut down right. lodging just everybody. So at least that seemed a little more fair. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, there were some exceptions, like if you were housing frontline workers or things like that. But you know, we just couldn't operate for several months at all. Whereas in Florida, it really was just the vacation rentals that were uh, right. you know, temporarily shut down. So being able to have the organization fight on our behalf has been incredible. And even if like for us, the, the regulations landscape right now in Massachusetts is not so onerous as it is in other places. So, um, you know, even though I guess I would say for people, it's easy to say, oh, you know, it's not my area. It's not, you know, I don't live in Florida or I don't live in one of these places where it's restricted right now. It, it's coming, right. <laughs> you know, and it could the, the key to that is right now, you know, right. It could be in your neighborhood at any moment and VRMA is able to pivot and they are able to really go to the places that need it the most. So, you know, I would ask everybody to be able to donate to the advocacy fund, uh, you know, that's something that we're really looking for donations right now, especially from property managers, because it is coming to your area, whether you know it or not, <laughs> it will get there eventually in some form. How, uh, how speak just to quick pivot or to stay on the same topic, but um, let's talk about that first night when we came in mm -hmm. and we went to that, that advocacy fundraiser and how we had a goal 
Um, um, Steve Milo is the chair of the advocacy um, foundation or the advocacy, VRMA advocacy. Mm -hmm. And he had a goal and as a team, they had a goal of raising $150,000 that night in person. Mm -hmm. We reached $150,000 in like a half hour. It was amazing. I mean, yeah, I think we came it, away with 205. 205 total. Yeah, it was insane to see everyone come together and you know, um, and really champion for for you know fighting these regulations and coming together and, and having a voice together. It was it felt so good, you know, leaving that that night. I I just like I'd smile and like when we hit the you know 150, I had goosebumps. It felt great. Yeah, no. Shout out to Steve and everyone that put that together. That was a great, yeah, that's great for the industry for sure. Yeah, you know, and and we need this. And whether or not the, the restrictions are in so many forms, right? And depending on your area, in some cases people are trying to shut down vacation rentals. In some cases, they're trying to over-regulate them or apply these, you know, sort of ridiculous restrictions that don't make sense. So we really need a national, international organization that's able to advocate on our behalf. So it really is important. And VRHP has also become part of this with the Safe Home Initiative. Mm -hmm. And that's something that actually helped in Florida and some of these other locations that were struggling last year. So VRHP worked on guidelines for cleaning under COVID. And we were able to roll out these guidelines to show, you know, here's what our industry is doing to be able to keep our guests safe, keep our owners safe, keep the properties in good condition, keep you know, our employees safe. So mm -hmm. that was something I'm actually very proud of. And I know, uh, you know Matt Curtis is still um, you know, using those. He's um, also a big advocacy person. And you know, with his business that he's doing consulting and trying to get a lot of these areas you know, under fewer restrictions and the housekeeping guidelines are one of the ways, it's like the tools in the toolkit, right? right how we're able to do that. So I'm very proud of that. So that, that, that brings up a really good point, Michelle, right? Two, you know, I, I don't want to under <clears throat> housekeeping and our housekeeping, our housekeeping professionals. I, I just hired one at the hotel that we're working on right now. And first thing I told her is you're, you have the most important job on this property. You have the most important job here. Mm -hmm. I, the right. key to all of this working and continue, for us being able to get to this point and to continue moving forward is going to be, you know, how successful people are able to continue to run that portion of their business. So I, I know we keep saying throwing VRHP out there. I, I definitely want you to talk a little bit about that and kind of the things that you guys are doing in that space to ensure that managers and other professionals have those tools and have those resources to, you know, stay in front of this and make sure that their guests, you know, are at the end of the day, feeling safe and comfortable in a clean environment. Cause now we always said, oh, you know, we always use a joke, you know, cleaning is the most important part. Now we know why, and now we've got, you know, kind of evidenced as to why this is the case and moving forward, that's not going to change. It's even more important. Right. Yeah, no. And the VRHP has always maintained that your property condition is your brand. That is what the guests interact with. That is what they experience the most. Uh, you know, for us at Atlantic Visions, we have a remote check-in. So they don't really come, the guests don't come to our office necessarily to mm -hmm. get keys or anything like that. They're able to just go right to the property. So that's the first thing that they experience. So if that property is not clean, if it, if it looks 
dingy or dirty or like, you know, nobody's kept up with it, that's a reflection on us and we're going to get a bad review if it's like that. So especially during a pandemic, right? We need to make sure that it's not only, you know, physically clean, but we have to make sure that that, that perception is that it is exceptionally clean, that it is, you know, more than just clean, it is safe. And then how do you do that, right? So we've uh, certainly been applying the VRHP cleaning guidelines. We talk about it on our website. We have a, a webpage that we send to all of the guests. That's kind of like a know before you go page that has all the information, like here's what we're doing about cleaning. Here's all the different, you know, check-in times. Here's the regulations in our towns about wearing masks or not, et cetera. So as things have been opening up, we keep that page updated. So it's, it's important to have that communication and be able to, you know, give your guests the peace of mind. And certainly we've had people call and I've had conversations with guests that, you know, they read it and they're still having questions and I'm able to tell them like, here's exactly what we're doing to make sure that you guys not only have a great time, but that you are, you know, as safe as we can possibly make you. <laughs> Right. So there's no there's no guarantees in life on anything. Right. Right. But we want to raise that bar and say that, honestly, we did everything that we could. Hey, so. Michelle, for, for those that are, are listening today that, um, you know, maybe have one or two homes they're you know, they're renting out, you know, where are they going to find these resources to to the professionally managed standards where they can go ahead and start applying these cleaning uh, protocols to their own for their own business? That is a good question, Ben. Thank you. <laughs> um, so the VRMA website, which is vrma.org, um, vrhp.org also, um, but they are connected. So if you go to vrma.org, there's a VRHP tab. Um, so you can find all the information there about the cleaning guidelines and other um, VRMA initiatives and how to become a member, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Tell me, uh, so we, before we started recording today, you were talking about um, these schooners and, and just, it, <laughs> and, and we had a little conversation and I said, oh, like windjammers. And you're like, no. And then we're kind of on the same page. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Um, but t tell me about, you know, you, you know, 2020 was what it was. You had a great year because you're in a drive lo drive through location. You're on the coast of Massachusetts. Um, you know, tell me about how everything is opening up and do you feel and how this you feel this is going to affect your season even greater than it affected you last year? Yeah, last year, even though we were still uh, heavily restricted in some ways, right? So mm -hmm. restaurants were only at partial capacity. Bars weren't open for a long time. Uh, a lot of venues for you know, concerts and things like that weren't operating. And over the last uh, maybe six months or so, things have been slowly opening up a bit more and a bit more and a bit more. And um, it seems like every few days the governor makes an announcement about, okay, this is updating, that's updating. <laughs> so we're trying to keep track of it all. Um, but we did just hear that Massachusetts will be more fully open by the end, I believe, this month, beginning of June. And then now we had an announcement last night that our Gloucester Schooner Festival, which is Labor Day weekend, is on. Yay! That's a big one for us. And the uh, 4th of July fireworks, which for us is usually the 3rd of July, sounds like that is also a go. So that is going to be fantastic. And I think everyone's going to be super excited in town <laughs> to finally be able to do some of these things again. And, uh, you know, most of our events in the summertime, they're outside anyway. 
Right. Uh, we have a lot of festivals, usually in, in outdoor music concerts and um, art exhibits and things that are often outside. So it, I think it makes sense to be able to bring those back. And because Massachusetts has been more restricted, I think the people who really do want to continue wearing masks and, and be uh, you know safe in that way will continue to do so. And, and I think that's okay. And as people are vaccinated more and more, there's going to be some that will say, you know, no, I don't necessarily need a mask. And, you know, a lot of kids are still not vaccinated yet. Right. So I think, you know, for families, we're a big family destination. So I'm assuming we'll still see a lot of families with masks on uh, protecting their kids. So. Well, even down here in, in Destin, it's like 50, 50 out, out and about outside, you know, that there's 50%, I'd say of the, of the families are still rocking masks. And, and I think that's, you know, Good for you, and and if, yeah. if that if that's what makes you feel comfortable, and it, you know, I, perfect. Um, and as long as there's no you know mask shaming or no mask shaming from either side, I think we're gonna and, and everyone's being respectful. I think we're gonna be okay. Right. It's exactly. Just let people do their thing. You know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm so it's, first of all, I'm excited about the Schooner Festival. I, I first I've ever heard of it, but it sounds like oh. something I need to experience at least once in my lifetime. So add that to my list. But no, John, I think you also hit it, hit the nail on the head. Like, I think, you know, since this is a culture show, right? We want to talk about culture and this is part of, you know, the culture uh, that affects our industry. You know, I just, I really hope that people, you know, treat this coming in back into our normal with patience um, and, and kind of just respect for one another, right? Also, like it, someone wearing a mask shouldn't be so offensive to you and your sensibility that it's a problem. Right. Again, you don't have to like it, but what that person does or what makes them feel comfortable should have nothing to do with you and what you're doing. And, right. you know, I really hope that that's, you know, the sentiment that we can roll out and continue to have and that it's, you know, again, not crazy people. But I, so talking about news, I don't know if you heard about what happened on the JetBlue flight like last night from no. San Francisco to, no. you know, I think it was New York to San Francisco. A passenger completely lost his mind, like over a mask and not wearing a mask. And, started you know hurling slurs at people and doing all kind of other stuff so again like less of that and then you know again more of the hey you know just let it roll off your back if you don't like it fine but it's not you so but i'm not a fan <laughs> of wearing a mask for three hours on a flight but uh, but who really I, i'm gonna wear a mask because well, i don't that's, think a lot of people are like no. maybe if that's like your fashion thing or if that's something you know maybe like people like have, have you know built out mask collections that they want to wear with a certain outfits like i'm hey you know do do what you do uh but i think that has to be the attitude you know you know live and let live let people do what makes them feel comfortable and you know it, understanding that not everybody's you know level of comfortability is going to be the same coming out of this because also having an understanding of you don't know what people went through through this, right? Like right. people, right. you know, could be sick. People could have lost loved ones that are in, and it made them super sensitive to the realities of what's going on around this thing. And so, and then on the other side of that, understanding that people are just fed up and tired too, right? Like, I mean, on the other side, and that you know, some people are just, you know, done with done with this mass thing. Hopefully, they're vaccinated or, or whatever route they're going, or just being safe. Because um, that's what it really boils down to is we're in this thing together. And, you know, we have to, we don't have to, it'd be nice for people to take those things into consideration because, you know, 
you, you do have the right to in free will uh, to do the things that you want to, but people also have to understand that we're here together and those things that you do have repercussions for others. And I just hope we, we approach that with a more communal attitude um, and not so much the, uh, you know, the negative kind of self, you know, negating part of it, like, oh, I'm missing out on this. Or, oh, this mask is restrictive to me that I'm not even wearing. It's no good. <laughs> like to I think we're also working for the greater good. So. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I hope so. So we had an amazing show. Um, it, it felt so great. Um, we're so glad you were able to join us, Michelle. Um, we're, we're excited, looking forward to future VRMA um, and other, uh, you know, conferences and get togethers. I mean, there's some amazing, amazing ones on the docket for this year. I mean, um, yeah. we got a couple in the summer and then fall looks like it's bam, 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 one right after another, another, I know, um, we have our own show. I know that, you know, VRMA, there's um, other softwares are doing their shows as well. So it's, it's going to be an exciting year. For those that are interested in learning more about VRMA um, and VRHP, Michelle, one more time. <laughs> oh, VRMA.org. Okay, perfect. And, um, and it, there's, there's a wealth of knowledge here and we just have some really great people. And again, thanks so much for joining us on our the No BS podcast. Thanks for having me. Happy belated birthday, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, yeah 27, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Until next week. All right. Thank you.